Hello and welcome to Saints Live, the final whistle. I'm Steve Forbes. Well, we knew it was going to be tough up at the Etihad as Southampton lose 4-0 on the road to Manchester City. Here to discuss all the afternoon's action with me, we have the return of Dean Hammond and Paul Belverston. Uh, Paul, let's get your thoughts on the game. Your, your witch's curse didn't work, mate. <laughs> you did send her up there, did you? Yeah, okay. there was a... Uh... I mean, like it's, there, there was a sense of inevitability about it. We were trying to be positive before the game, but um, Manchester City are very, very good. They've not got many, if any, weaknesses. You know, every player is just so outstanding. Um, I think fair play to the 2000 Southampton fans who made the trip. That that can't have been an easy, long trip for them. There was a bit of gallows humour in there, wasn't there, when they were celebrating a corner about sort of 15 minutes before the end I thought I was what I was pleased to see was that it wasn't a sort of cowardly put 10 men on the edge of the penalty area and and just see what we can do kind of performance Saints did try and put the put their esteemed opponents under great pressure right from the start there was there was pressure on the on on the back four all the way up into uh, the city penalty area but right from the off really City showed their class. They they put Gavin Basnu under great pressure. He had to pull off a couple of saves in just the first two or three minutes. So um, it um, it didn't bode well in the week when Kevin De Bruyne was rested. Erling Haaland was taken off after 45 minutes. They are extremely good. They'll batter many many other teams by by more than four goals this season. And uh, you know this this sort of game is not one to to judge the Southampton season on um there are there are going to be many more games that uh, we should read and analyze much more uh, about i think and and put more importance on really of course you you don't go you don't go into a game like this expecting to lose or or writing it off to start with i i loved what dean was saying before the game about how um you know all players would be going in there perhaps worried, perhaps a bit fearful, but that'll keep them, that'll give them something extra that they, you know, keep them sharp during the game because they, they will be believing that they can get something out of it. Ultimately though, play Manchester City 20 times a season. You're only going to really have uh, perhaps one of those games where you're, you're going to be lucky enough to get something out of it. I think. Yeah, that's a good point. Dean, there was a real golfing class, as Paul mentioned, Gavin Bazunu making a number of saves, but Saints barely troubling Edison at the other goal with having no shots on target. Yeah, it was a difficult afternoon, Steve. Um, and I agree with everything Paul's just said there. I think it was a respectable defeat. I think um, Southampton stayed, remained professional. Um, there was a lot of effort from, from the players. Um, but it's always difficult when you come up against a world-class team who are playing with such confidence um, and it was, you know, the game plan probably was, you know, the first 20 minutes, keep it tight, don't concede and then bang on 20 minutes, the game completely changes and once you're 1-0 down against Manchester City, you have a decision to make really, do you chase a game, do you open up or do you remain disciplined and try and stay within the game and I think Southampton did that um, but yeah, it, in hindsight it's a wonderful thing, you come off the, um, the field, you'll be disappointed in terms of the result um, and thinking, well, could we have done a little bit more? What if we'd opened up and, and, and attacked Man City? Could we have got some goals? But I don't think so. I think they went in with the right game plan today. You're just beaten by the better team, and sometimes you just have to accept that. Um, and, and that's what happened today. But 
credit to the players. Um, I thought they put a, a good shift in um, and remain together. I mentioned that before the game, you know, stick together today, remain together, keep that spirit within the group. And I think they did that today. And I think Bazunu was probably that's his best performance for, for Southampton. I thought he pulled off some very, very good saves, made some really good decisions in terms of coming off his line. Um, I think Belakocha, again, did okay in terms of interceptions, blocks, um, had a difficult afternoon, but I thought he, he performed well again. Um, so there's always some positives, um, but like Paul said, don't judge Southampton on this result, and it's a respectable defeat. Well, before we discuss today's game in a bit more detail, here's how it panned out, courtesy of BBC Radio Solent. As Kevin De Bruyne leads out Manchester City and James Ward-Prowse leads out Southampton here. Made his Germany debut against England recently as a service. City get behind Saints early. The ball goes right across the back post to Mares, Saved by Bazunu. Back it comes to Foden. He can't put any power on the volley. Foden's got down wide on the left-hand side. The cross comes in. It's clever to the back post. And the volley over the bar from Mares. It would have been a spectacular goal. There's a long way to go as Foden plays it across. And this could be the start of the bad news. And it's missed by Holland. Oh, he's hit the post. It's gone across the goal line. Off his feet. But Cancelo says, I'm going to carry on driving down the left. 1-0. It's a brilliant finish. And it's a brilliant individual goal. And City have the lead. And they've unlocked Saints within 20 minutes. And then having done all the hard work, He's taken off him as three City players surround him and now they break in the spare man to the left. He's Foden, chips it towards the back post. 2-0 City and Saints this time did undo themselves. Perrault made a good run, Armstrong didn't find him but he did find Stuart Armstrong who hits a volley well and Edison dived across to his right. Foden's on his inside, Stuart Armstrong struggling to get back. This time Walker-Peters did stay where he was but they get it to the back post. It's a beautiful finish from Mares on the angle. Rodri spotted his late run. Will pass it again, looks demoralised as Haaland's through, but it's a good save from Gavin Bazunu. Walker-Peters then goes to Cancelo. De Bruyne plays a 1-2 with him perfectly, and he pulls it back, and there's his goal. Haaland slams it low past Bazunu. And that's it, says Andy Madley. Saints to put out of their misery. They've lost here to Manchester City by four goals to nil. Um, as we've touched on, João Cancelo opened the scoring for City uh, around the 20-minute mark, followed up by Phil Foden. So City going in 2-0 up at half-time. Paul, was there anything that could have been done defensively there? I think the manager will always have a look and and pick out things that could have been done better. The first goal, they, they both came from uh, Southampton losing the ball in the middle of the park, round about the centre circle, really, because I think the first one, or um, Kyle Walker-Peters was was in that area, dived in, he actually got a yellow card for, for the challenge, but City kept the ball, the, the, the referee played on, and with Walker-Peters sort of out of position and, and with Saints having lost the ball in that area, there was a big gap out on that City left wing, and, and Cancelo's a tremendous player, and he was... He was really on it today. He found himself in a in a great spot, chopped back, which fooled James Ward-Prowse, who still then got back in a position where he, he nearly blocked it. And the ball actually went sort of through him and Bella Kochab, I think it was. And none of that helped um, Bazunu trying to stop it behind. So, you know, they're, again, very fine margins once again. A little bit of uh, very, very good play by City. And they zip the ball around so quickly, don't they? But 
you know it um that was very good play by city not not huge not not huge certainly not the the mistakes that we've seen perhaps in 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 other games recently where you could really point fingers at saints and say come on that needs to be a lot better and the second one similarly it was Stuart armstrong this time lost the ball in the in the middle of the park and walker peters had been sort of charging up the uh the right wing looking for a, a ball out there to 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 start an attack for southampton so then both players on that side were kind of out of position and it was it was Foden then in the end who who found himself in a in a similar sort of area on that uh, the city left hand side of the 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 penalty area if you like and he he finished again so you know there was an element of of bravery gone wrong an element of you know city just being very good when they haven't got the ball and 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 nicking it back and then taking advantage and just being so quick when when they're attacking teams and so I'm sure there are. I'm sure far brighter minds than mine will will point to to, to big errors in there. But I, for me, I thought that was uh, perhaps again City's quality showing through more than Saints letting themselves down, if you like. Dean, as an ex-professional, what do you think would have been said by Ralph at half-time, and and then do you think that the Mares goal four minutes into the second half would have then altered the game plan at all? I'm not sure, Steve, if I'm honest. Um, would it have altered the game plan with, with Mahrez's goal? Um, I think it, it would have been spoken about stay within the game, um, try not to concede too early, um, and then try and put a little bit more pressure on Man City if possible. Um, I think been a message would be, you know, take a little bit more care in possession. You know, when Southampton did get into Man City's half, um, there was moments where, with a little bit more care, a little bit more precise pass, that they, something could have developed. Uh, but again, difficult. I thought Man City were ruthless defensively and ruthless in attack as well. So it was very hard on on Southampton today. Um, and the goal, you know, Mahrez, he had two in the in the first half, two volleys where he could have done better, maybe actually three with the one he blasted over from the corner. Um, so, yeah, it, it was a good finish from him. Um Man City are really, really good where they're, they're patient in possession and they kind of suck you in to, to make you go narrow to protect the goal. And then they get wide players that come in, their movement's very, very clever and very, very quick. Um, and that's what they did um, with Kevin De Bruyne just coming narrow. Arebo then got sucked in towards him. Perro didn't see um, Maros coming in behind him. It, it was a good finish. So, yeah, it's difficult against Man City. What is the game plan? I mean, to try and stay within the game, try and get a little bit of luck that we spoke about before the game, um, try and nick one on the break. But I thought Man City, again, without the ball were good and they don't always get the compliments they deserve um, and how good they are without the ball and out of possession in terms of pressing or winning the ball back in one-on-one duel. So just a difficult afternoon for, for Southampton. There is a golfing class um, and you'd expect that because they're probably one of the best teams in the world. We spoke before the game about the abilities of Erling Haaland and he didn't get a shot on target until the 64th minute of which he scored. Uh, Paul, how well do you feel Saints coped with him today? He didn't get a shot on target until then, but he did hit the inside of the post quite early in the first half. And on another day, he could have had a hat-trick because he he had he did cause problems. I thought the centre-backs generally did do very well. Salasu and Bela Kocap reunited after... Uh, you know, being split up last week. Um, he's extraordinary. He's now got 20 goals for Manchester City in 13 
appearances. Um, you wouldn't be at all surprised if in another couple of months he's he's broken Jamie Vardy's record of scoring in 11 straight Premier League matches because he's, I think he's on seven now already. The centre-backs did do well. And, you know, remember, they're both young men and they're up against an absolute beast, a giant, uh, uh, an incredible striker. He did have chances. And the other thing that he did was, I think, with the Mares goal, for example, he occupied them both at times. That's one of the reasons that Mares was free was because, you know, Haaland is such a handful. He was taking the attention of both Salasu and Bela Kocak. So um, I don't, I, I'm certainly not criticising the, the Southampton central defenders. I think on another day, um, Haaland would have scored more than just his one. And, you know, it was a, a tremendous effort, that, that one in the first few minutes that did hit the post. And it was quite a surprise to see that it didn't go in, that it did sort of roll along the, the goal line. Um, yeah, he, he is an absolute nightmare for all defenders. Our two today came out of it. They can they can carry their heads high. But, yeah, it's they haven't suddenly found the formula of how to keep him quiet because he, again, while it was one of his quieter matches in some respects, he, um, he still caused all sorts of problems. Scored a goal, could have had three. Certainly. Uh, the match did finish up 4-0 in the end. And as uh, mentioned before, Southampton didn't manage to get a shot on target against City. Um, Dean, was that disappointing or just the way Southampton actually had to set up today against a, a ruthless City side? I think it's, it's a setup, Steve. Um, I think when you're playing against Man City away from home, you know, defensively, um, you'll concentrate on, on defence, really. Um, to keep to, to remain in the game, to give yourself a chance in the game. So, look, it's very difficult to go toe to toe against Man City because probably you're going to lose um, because they're better players, um, and, and that's a fact. That's the reality of, of the situation. Um, I'm sure if you ask the Southampton players and when they analyse it, is there moments where they could have done better? Um, a final ball, um, a pass where maybe they've gone wide and they could have gone centrally, taken a, a few more risks. Um, but the difficulty is, Steve, that when you don't have possession of all for a long period of time, um, it, it's hard on your legs. It really is. So when you do get possession of the ball, you're tired and you probably don't have that sharpness. You don't have that um, explosive power that you may have against other teams in other situations. So it's very, very difficult. And chasing Man City for 90 minutes is, is hard. Um, so you, I don't think you could be too critical of of Southampton. Um, they had a really good move in the first half, which ended up with um, Stuart Armstrong having a half volley that went over the bar. And that was a good move. And I, I think they would have looked at them, can we get a little bit more of that? And that's what I mean, being just having a little bit more care in possession. But those Southampton players have put a good shift in today and they would have been physically and mentally tired. So I'm not sure you can ask too, more, too much more. Just a difficult game and a, an afternoon that you just have to accept. Um, and then try to improve as a player. So next time you play, can we do a little bit better? Can we get a little bit closer to Man City? Could be causing a few more problems. All right, well, moving on, there are now six games uh, left between now and the break for the Winter World Cup in Qatar. They're West Ham at home next, then Bournemouth away, Arsenal at home, Crystal Palace away, Newcastle at home and Liverpool away. Um, Paul, how do you assess those games and, and what kind of points tally should we be looking at after them? It's one of those where you can, particularly after a defeat, you can be quite morose and 
pessimistic and it, you can always make a, a case for having a very difficult afternoon and, and, and losing every single game in the Premier League because there's quality everywhere and, and, and every team gives you a, a, a difficult run. But, you know, those those six games, West Ham next, they are in a similar boat to Southampton at the moment, but they've also got the, I was going to say distraction, they've also got the the issue of playing in Europe. They've, uh, you know, the, their first conference league game this season, they lost immediately after that against Brighton. They did beat, I think it was Villa after a trip to Denmark. But then again, they went back to Denmark in the in the group stage and lost to Everton straight after that. So it'll be interesting to see how they get on tomorrow when they uh, they face Fulham having played Anderlecht in midweek. And, and the game at St Mary's next weekend, again, comes three days after a European game. So that can have an impact. But even if they weren't in Europe, Southampton should be looking to beat the likes of West Ham, I think. Bournemouth, they won today. Local derby-ish, if you like. They're, they're not a team to be scared of. Of course, they've got uh, players who can cause problems. Um, Arsenal, Arsenal always lose at St Mary's. That's a guaranteed three points. No problems there at all. Crystal Palace, I'm getting more and more optimistic as we go through this list. Crystal Palace, Zaha against Prousey. Again, only ever one winner. Um, and then Newcastle and Liverpool... Look, by then, their big, their big players are starting to worry about the World Cup. They, they don't want to take any risks. They don't want to get injured. They, um, they don't want to miss that big uh, event in Qatar. So, yeah, I, there we go. Nailed on. 18 points. Top six going into the winter. Oh, well, a very positive outlook there from Paul Dean. Do you, do you share that? I mean, there are a couple of big teams at the end and, and some of those teams as well, like Newcastle, a big win today. Arsenal, nine wins out of their 10 games this season. It's, it's going to be tough, no matter what Paul says. Oh, no, Paul summarised it perfectly. And now I'll go along with him. We'll, t- we'll take the 18 points. Um, look, like Paul said, every game in the Premier League is, is difficult, but every game in the Premier League is also winnable because Southampton have quality within their, their group and they've showed that at times this season. Um, if they can replicate the, the performance they put in against Chelsea at home, um, then they can beat anyone, um, especially at St Mary's. So I think the next two games are, are, are important. Not crucial, but I think they're important. I think West Ham is a, a winnable game um, for all the points that Paul made. Bournemouth, again, going down there is difficult. They've picked up under Gary O'Neill and seem to be getting results and there seems to be a bit of a spirit there. Um, but I still believe that that's winnable as well. Beat Arsenal one 0 home last year at St Mary's with a really disciplined, organised performance. Um, so that that can happen. Um, so I, look, I think it would be fifteen games after that. I think we would have played if, if Southampton got fifteen or sixteen points. I think that's a, a, a good a good enough return um, going into a, a six week period of um, maybe a couple of weeks rest, a couple of weeks of training. Um, the manager really getting to grips of, with this squad and, and the new players and being able to work with them over a, um, a long period of time actually may, be really, may really benefit um, Southampton going into the second half of the season. And, and the five fixtures afterwards, I'm just looking at now, it's Brighton, Fulham, Forest, Everton and Aston Villa. So if Southampton can pick up two or three wins from this, this next six games, um, six or seven points, I think that will be a good return. Um, they can have a bit of a rest, switch off mentally, enjoy the World Cup and then come back with that fire in the belly and, and kickstart the rest of the season. Well, let's get the thoughts of Ralph Hasenhutl now. Here's what the Saints boss had to say after the game. 
Yeah, we have played against uh, maybe most complete team, uh, not only the Premier League, maybe in the world. And it's it's uh, from the first moment clear that you have to have uh, in every part of the game absolutely high performance. We try to be brave. We try to press them in the right moment. And uh, yeah, it was a little bit harder today. I think they they changed the shape a little bit. It was a little bit um, tougher for us to to win balls, but we had some good ones. And yeah, in the end, uh, tried it in our way with our DNA to, to be successful here. But uh, yeah, I mean, will not be the last team, I think, who loses games here. So um, in the end, uh, I cannot say that we didn't put any effort in. Uh, we have tried everything, so uh, what we can, and, and uh, this is what you have to do. We speak a lot about the fact that the Premier League is, is ruthless in terms of punishing mistakes. Are Man City perhaps the, the best example of that in terms of you give them an opportunity and very often it ends in a goal? Yeah, it's clear when you are um, giving them a few space and a few moments that they, they have the quality to, to finish it up uh, like no other team in the league, that's for sure. And that's the reason why also the result in this height was absolutely OK. It deserved win for Man City today. Are there lessons that you can take from games like this, though, especially for the players being on the pitch with, with a team like Man City? Always, always. I mean, um, we have uh, in the past shown that we that you have done it well against them, but they also learn from their from their games. And uh, even I think they are this season even better with with a player up front. You have to concentrate a little bit more, and then and then others have a little bit more space. So it's not only to 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 keep him away from the goal. Uh, it's also that other players are then even stronger, and this makes it tougher. Well, it is West Ham. It's St Mary's next Sunday. They're fifteenth in the Premier League, one place above Southampton. Paul, you were just saying there about them focusing maybe more on Europe this season. So, are you confident ahead of that game? I will be a lot more confident if, like Dean said, we see an approach like we saw against Chelsea than than we've seen more recently. I'm, I'm you know, let's forget today against City because that is just, you know, you you're not going to come up against the quality of opposition that we've seen today very often at all but I was I think I was more disappointed after the Villa game than I am today to be honest because that just seemed flat and very very disappointing whereas today you knew Southampton were just up against extraordinary quality so going into this game you know I remember last year I think Saints played West Ham three times once in the cup and Two wins and a draw, I think. So, um, you know, they've, they've got good memories of, of playing a David Moyes side. There's the European factor. There's the St. Mary's factor as well. Because, you know, again, that game against Chelsea, the roof was was coming off. The atmosphere was, was tremendous. There was great spirit, great fight coming from a goal down again, of course. So, you know, that that's only four or five weeks ago, maybe three or four weeks ago, Um and so it's it's not the distant it's not a distant memory it's not in the distant past we we can see southampton clicking again putting a good uh, performance out there they've got a full week to work on the positives that came out of today and on a game plan to face west ham whereas they've got to go into another european match so they won't be thinking about southampton particularly until sort of friday afternoon saturday morning so it's I think crucial that we see a big improvement in this game against West Ham compared to the the Wolves and Everton and uh, and Aston Villa games put an end to this this run of uh, disappointments defeats and then like Dean said start picking up a few points to leave 
the club in a good position going into this winter break, which I think could be really good for Southampton because most of their players will still be with the squad. There'll only be two, three, maybe four going off to the World Cup. So whereas other other clubs, the managers won't have anyone to work with. Some clubs will have, you know, half a dozen or half a squad. You know, Ralph can really get to grips with this team. They can do, they can have a, a nice little break and then a real good pre-season, mid-season where they, they, they work on all the elements that are so important, which a lot of the time you can't do when the schedule is so, uh, so frantic as it's going to be. But, you know, Southampton potentially are in a good position because they'll have week-long chunks to work on, uh, on game plans and, and, and just those little understandings between players and, and the structures and the systems and things. And, you know, the, they've got a brilliant opportunity to start climbing the table but we do need to see an improvement um, pretty soon. And that's an improvement, like I said, from the Everton, Villa and Wolves games rather than today. Yeah, I mean, West Ham aren't really pulling up trees in the Premier League at this moment in the season, but they have made it three wins from three in Europe. Dean, what are your thoughts ahead of that game here at St Mary's? Optimistic, Steve. I think if, if, you, if Paul's mentioned it there, I think Chelsea is the standard um, for the season, for this group, for these players. They've proved that they can beat one of the best teams in the league um, and not just win the game, dominate Chelsea with an excellent performance where there was lots of energy, um, lots of desire, uh, lots of commitment. So if Southampton can play with that, there seems to be a little bit of hesitation at the moment in terms of their attacking play. Um, They're almost second-guessing each other. And that comes from uh, probably a lack of familiarity within the group. Um, the The team's changed quite a lot. Um, so I think if they, if they play with that energy, that desire um, and take the game to West Ham, Southampton can beat anyone, especially at St Mary's. You know, the atmosphere is always good there. If the crowd see the players putting their effort in, pressing West Ham, winning second balls, doing the basics really, really well. Um, and then the attacking play will come. The confidence will come. So I look forward to that game because European competition, you can take your eye off the Premier League and, like Paul said, West Ham won't be preparing for the Southampton game yet. It will be later in the week. So there's an opportunity here. And suddenly you get three points against West Ham. You go into that Bournemouth game with lots more confidence and looking forward to a, a local derby. Um, so, yeah, important game. Um, but, yeah, just setting the standard of Chelsea with that desire and that energy that Southampton can beat anyone. Good stuff. Well, Dean, Paul, thank you so much for joining me again this afternoon. I look forward to speaking to you both very soon. Well, it wasn't to be at the Etihad this afternoon as Southampton succumbed to a 4-0 defeat against the quite frankly rampant Manchester City side. Next up, it is West Ham at St Mary's on Sunday, the 16th of October. It's a 2pm kickoff for that one. So we'll have another Saints Live for you from 12.45. Enjoy the week and we'll see you then.